Hello, thank you for joining me on this episode of Excellent Yummy Mummy Podcast. This mama can, this mama will. I am your host, Kafia Falari, and I am super excited, you know, to be bringing this new season to you, talking to amazing mums. We're talking about different topics. We talk about having premature babies. We talk about beauty. We talk about... Um, employment i mean we talk about everything and i'm just so super excited to to have you listening uh yeah i hope you enjoy the episodes and make sure you connect on facebook instagram it will be nice to hear from you all right enjoy Today, I have the amazing Elsie Anakwe with me. She is a multi-award winning solicitor, parenting coach, and a mentor. She is actually Excellent Yummy Mummy Awards 2021 winner. So I am very excited to have her on. She joined me today to talk about parenting, intentional parenting, and what to do when parenting is proving difficult. Welcome, Elsie. Hello, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to have you on. So, obviously, you're a solicitor. So, what brings you into the realm of uh, parenting, like parenting coach? Yes. How did that come about? Well, actually, yes, I've been in the legal profession for over two decades. And wow. um, I actually worked as a family lawyer for over a decade and uh, so I've worked with you know families uh, children young people parents and so on and um, I now started working as a litigation lawyer dealing mainly with like antisocial behavior and so on uh, including you know uh, dealing with gangs and um, etc and I would you know come to court and I would meet parents who would often you know say that they need help there's no help there's no support out there because a lot of the times they're not aware of what their children are up to or the young people in their care they only find out at the last minute when um, you know they would receive a letter from say social services or um, the court or school and so on so that was what sparked my journey into becoming you know a parenting coach and mentor as well for young people okay how long have you been a parenting coach Wow. Well, <laughs> in terms of um, owning my business, I would say about four years now or thereabouts. Although, obviously, like I said, my experience stems back to, you know, decades when I've, you know, been working with families and so on. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier about um, parents not knowing what their children are up to. Yeah. What do you think is the cause of that? The cause of that is, I mean, you know, it's really about being intentional as a parent. That's what I would say. So if mm. we go back, you know, what exactly is intentional parenting? Let, yeah, oh, right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So do you want to ask Ben? Or... No, go on. no, don't worry. Okay. So, I mean, for me, I always kind of look at the definition of words. So let's start off. Let's look at the word intentional, intention. What exactly does it mean? It means to be deliberate. You know, similar words are like conscious, planned, and so on. And, you know, what I always say is that whatever you wish to achieve in life, if you're intentional about it, you will succeed. And parenting should not be different. And so, you know, when you apply this definition and, you know, what I've said earlier in parenting, it simply means 
um, you know, parent or carer that's deliberate about making informed and conscious decisions about their parenting. So going back to you know what uh, what went wrong or what could have gone wrong it's really about knowing your children it's about connecting with your children communicating with your children spending time with your children in fact there is something i coined as the three c's of parenting which involves what i've already talked about you know connection um communication and creating time and those three things are you know they're key and you know intentional parenting also involves uh, being consistent so i don't know if you want me to carry on or if you <laughs> no yeah no being consistent right yeah um okay so how obviously being consistent it's self-explanatory yeah but you know put in um real terms like day to day how can you be consistent and deliberate in your actions so that you know what your children are up to yeah you know rather than having to guess or leaving it to when it's too late when you get the letter or you know something terrible happens yeah okay so um we're talking about making you know i, I referred to conscious decisions so it's decisions regarding your family values do your children know what your family values are i'm not talking about religion here no it's about you know simple things about um maintaining boundaries respect being you know um having a cultivating an attitude of gratitude for instance again decision regarding your communication system and style you know, um, in your family, being a good role model for your children, you know, that goes without saying, you know, treating your children as individuals, respecting your children, acknowledging that children have rights. And when I'm talking about rights, I'm talking about right not to be humiliated, right to be respected, right to be treated fairly, and so on. You know, seeing your children as individuals with their own ideas, their opinions, desires, and allowing your children to express themselves, even when what they have to say or their thoughts and so on differ from yours. Because that's, you know, that's how it starts really hmm. so basically showing respect to the children yes the, the respect that we would expect you know showing okay. them the same according them the same respect yes um but what if you know yeah you know the work gets in the way like you know um it's all you know well and good trying to be intentional trying be, to be a conscious parent but obviously um having to go to work are you finding that parents and their work schedule can get in the way of getting to know their children, getting to uh, communicate with their children or go through the family values? They don't, maybe they don't even have family values because to them, as long as there's food on the table, clothes on their back, they, they should be fine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's about striking that balance, um, I think, really. You know, you have parents who decide they're not going to work. They, you know, they're going to stay at home and look after their children. That's fine. And then you have parents that, you know, decide that they're still going to work and still do it. And it is doable. Like I keep saying, it's about, you know, being conscious, being, you know, deliberate, telling yourself, you know, that 
I want to do this and I'm going to do it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, something comes to mind now. There's um, a health coach um, that I, I used to follow. I used to do his exercises on uh, YouTube. And, you know, before he starts each exercise, he will say, how badly do you want this? How bad, you know, and <laughs> it resonates <laughs> with me here with parents mm -hmm. because how badly do you want to raise, you know, a wholesome child or children? How badly do you want to raise a child who is happy, healthy, resilient, secure, safe, you know, the list goes on and so on. Because if, you know, if you want it badly, you will go about, you know, go about it the right way. You will take steps. And, you know, um, that's probably something else I guess we're going to be talking about later on in terms of the steps, you know, to raise these kind of children. But yes, you know, that's what it involves. You've got to tell you, I guess, really, it's about that mindset, mindset shift. You know, you've got to be thinking along the, uh, the, the, the right way, so to speak. You know, you've got to tell yourself, I want to do this. I want to be a good parent. I want to be the best parent that I can be. And, you know, when you tell yourself that, you will take appropriate steps to ensure. I, I appreciate that, you know, sometimes you can do all that and the child or children turns out, you know, different from what you have yes. expected. Yes. Exactly. So what do, what does one do in that case? I'm sure, you know, over 20, over 20 years of experience mm -hmm. in court, I'm sure you'd have come across parents that maybe they, they did their best. They went out to work, maybe mom stayed home and then dad went to work, you know, to be able to offer that balance. Mm -hmm. But then they still went rogue, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, in, you know, in that instance, for me, you know, for instance, if someone comes to me and says, you know, my child, let's say my child is dealing in drugs, I would want to know the background, to be honest, because as far as I'm concerned, every action is communication. That child is trying to tell you something. You know, when did you find out? You might have been, I'm not blaming parents, because remember, you know, we're saying that you could do um uh, everything possible and the child would still turn out not the way you want. But what I'm saying is that you may have missed it along the mm. line. You know, that's the thing. So, you know, you need to, that's where that communication and connecting with the child, connecting with the child and spending time with the child is not about always being at home with the child, you know, because again, an example I always give is that someone can decide to take a day off from work to spend with their children. Meanwhile, that person is say upstairs in the house, the children are downstairs, there's no communication, there's no connection you are not spending quality time. When we're talking about time, it's about quality time, actually spending it with the children. Whereas you can have someone who, you know, um, has very busy schedules, they come home, they spend 30 minutes playing with the children, asking them how their day was, you know, doing things together. Do you see what I mean? So when we talk about, you know, uh, spending quality time, it's not, we're not clock watching. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality, you see? So again, going back to my example of, you know, if, you know, someone comes and say their child is dealing in drugs or something or behaving in an antisocial manner, I'd ask, you know, what's going on with that child? What has been, you know, what kind of relationship do you have with that child? Does that child actually feel secure in the home? When I'm talking about secure, I'm not talking about safety here uh, in this instance. I'm talking about, does that child feel secure knowing that they are loved, knowing that, you know, they're loved unconditionally? Knowing that um, 
they they are they are accepted knowing that they'll be acknowledged they will not be judged does that child trust you so that you know they can open up to you so it's things like that really that i'm talking about you know because there has to be something you have to look at the root of the problem before you can actually you know start talking about um resolving it mm. That is very crucial. And you mentioned something that I think is quite, it's amazing. Mm. You said action is communication. Mm. You it know, is. so the way the child behaves or the teenager behaves is them trying to communicate with you one way or the other. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So at this stage, how does a parent, you know, they mm. realize that, okay, well, I think my child, there's something really going on, mm. you know, um, how do they know what to do or who do they call? Do they first go to a therapist or is this where a parenting coach can step in? What are the signs to look out for basically before knowing whether you need help or not? Okay. Um, but before I answer that question, <laughs> what something has come to mind and that is, you know, I think it's important that I share it. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's you. you know, um, oh, there's a phrase, it's gone. I'll, it'll come back to me. But um <laughs> Prevention is better than cure. Yes, that's so. What I would say is before to to avoid yourself getting to that stage where you now have to look for help, it's important that you do your work. It's important that you know find an accountability partner, you know, or, or partners. And how do you go about that? Now with social media, there are lots of um, um, groups you know, communities that uh, deal in parenting. Try and be a member of that, belong to them. There are, you know, coaching groups. I have a coaching group myself. It's not just about me, but so many other people, you know, where parents get together, you know, and they are accountable. They talk about all things parenting. You know, for instance, in my group, we, you know, we delve into all things parenting. We talk about, we set goals. You know, we also talk about personal growth, personal development, self-care. It's, you know, it's all important so that you know when something happens it's part of that being intentional being deliberate so when something happens you're um in a better place to deal with it because you know you will now be able to kind of realize what's going on and try to deal with it and of course now now i'll answer your question if you seeking help is not a sign of weakness it's in fact a sign of uh, uh, of greatness, you know, as far as I'm concerned. It is a sign of strength because for you to actually identify that something is not quite right and then decide to seek help, it takes a lot. And no one should, because that's what I find a lot of the times, you know, with some parents, they are reluctant to seek help because they see themselves as failures, but no. Please, anyone listening to this, you know, if you have any challenges as a parent or a carer and you want to seek help, do not think that, you know, seeking help is a sign of weakness. It's not. If anything, it's a sign of strength. Okay, to answer your question now, um, <laughs> where do, you know, where should they go to? Who do they? Again, it depends on the type of um, issues that we're dealing with, you know, because, okay, for instance, um, if you're dealing with something, let's say something like uh, unruly behavior, yes, you have parenting coaches, parenting experts, or you know whatever else uh, that you can go to. If um, again something um, 
to do with maybe there's like uh, maybe emotional difficulties and so on. Yes, some parenting coaches can deal with it, but therapists, counselors, and so on. So you know, it's it's important to kind of differentiate with uh, you know uh, between that um, because obviously you know a lot of the times people would go to um, they'll say, oh, there's something wrong with my child. I'm going to send my child to a counselor, and in actual fact, it's you know that child doesn't need to see a counselor or a therapist. What that child needs is probably uh, possibly a mentor even you know or or, or or a coach so I think it all depends on you know what we're dealing with that's what will you know determine the type of help um, that person should seek Ooh, that is very true so um in terms of obviously being intentional how do we raise the not children even teenagers because i know you are you specialize in dealing with teenagers mm. right how do we um raise them to be intentional themselves so okay. that they are accountable for their yep. behavior uh yes what i would say with that is par- i think it starts with the parent and this is quite important you know parents need to look at themselves holistically what are mm. your fears? What are your worries? What, you know, triggers which could stop you or which have been stopping you from being the best parent that you can be for your child? Because, you know, without this, you could find yourself inadvertently transferring um, your aggression, annoyance and so on onto your innocent children. And what does that look like? Well, we're talking about things like self-care and self-worth. It's, they're all important, uh, you know, for parents. You need to be physically and mentally sound to raise, you know, physically and mentally sound children and to name the type of, you know, the list I gave earlier about, you know, secure, safe, happy, uh, resilient uh, children. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot pour out of an empty cup. You cannot teach what you don't understand. You need to look after yourself and you will feel much better about your parenting. And, you know, looking after yourself as well, it it can involve delegation. You know, do you have a support network of friends, family that can assist? I know that obviously with the pandemic and lockdown, it made things difficult. Um, you know, because obviously trying to get, you know, uh, uh, people, uh, people meeting and so on, it was, you know, it's quite difficult. But they're like, mm. you know, online activities, you know, mingling with other people and so on. Finding trustworthy mentors for your children to help them. You know, that's all part of um, raising the, you know, the, the teenagers or preteens um, as well. You know, and ensuring when you're looking at mentors that they're good role models. Just because someone calls themselves a mentor doesn't necessarily mean that they're only... exactly. Sorry, I said exactly. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean that they are that. And you also need to find the right fit for your child or children, and that boils down to you as a parent knowing your child. You know, you've got to treat your child as an individual. You, you know, you have to treat them according to their temperament and uniqueness. All children are unique. Mm, that is very true. So you're saying, is it worth then um, knowing their interest and then picking mentors or groups or community um, community groups that will help them further their interests and hobbies? Yes, absolutely. I'm still going to come back to, you know, what, you know, the parent's role is. And, you know, Mm. I mentioned delegation and I think it's worth me kind of qualifying, you know, when I say delegation, you know, I am not 
saying that you should delegate your parenting or your parental duties and responsibilities to outsiders. No, I'm merely suggesting, you know, uh, ways or like positive approaches that you can um, add to what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, parents are their children's first teachers. So they must be present in their children's lives. Okay. But when it comes to delegation, there's always bit, there's also the fear Mm-hmm. of you know um children being abused you know some yeah. mothers or fathers they do not want to delegate childcare to other people because they're afraid of something you know going wrong absolutely or, you know no I, I, absolutely i i agree with that of course which is why you know you've got to know the people that you know you are delegating in in quotes you know um these things too you know uh and of course, I know no one can be trusted. You know, you have you can't always be sure by, by mm. all means, you know. But thankfully now with online activities, you can get your children busy doing things online. So and of course, um, you know, you've got to teach them about, you know, the being safe online. But if, you know, they're part of, you know, a group online and it's, you know, a group that you are uh, that you know about, then again, it's, you know, keeping them busy. So, um Talking about raising, you know, teens and preteens, something that's very important is, you know, in fact, there was a study um, that was done, I think it was um, in America, where um, teenage preteens and teenagers were asked, you know, what um, for them, what's important in parenting and what they said, you know, and uh, to kind of have a good relationship with their parents. And they said that what they want the most from their parents is to be loved, to be accepted and to be understood. So, you know, these things are very important. So, you know, when we're talking about raising these children, it's really about, you know, like I said previously, children feeling secured, knowing that they are loved unconditionally by their parents, you know, being acknowledged, being validated, being understood. And a lot of the times you find, you know, preteens and teens, they'll say, oh, you know, my parents don't listen to me. Because yes, as parents, sometimes we don't. You know, (laughs) in fact, I remember, I think it was yesterday, my daughter, one of my daughters came back from school. And, um, you know, I was in the kitchen and I was listening to a podcast, actually. And um, and she said, uh, you know, we talked and they said oh mom I want to talk to you can you switch it was on my phone can you switch your phone off <laughs> to get my attention and I laughed and I did that yes you know because um we've got to do these things you mm. know we've, it's the little things got... the little things they do add up don't they? they do they do you know and again it's about being present in their life really mm. you know parents need to be present in their children's lives it's very very important okay what about um parents that can't physically be there so how can they you know play their part so maybe they're in a different country or you know because of the relationship breakdown so how would you suggest that they play their part yeah um it's it's it, it, it's interesting you say this because something comes to mind um there was um there's a gentleman that i had uh, coaching um we had a, a coaching experience, a, a meeting uh, w- with him, and he was telling me about, he, he has a daughter, the daughter's now an adult, and um, he he referred to himself as a, um, oh goodness, I think it was something like a, a, 
No, he didn't actually refer to him as an adult because he said he was he was present, but he was kind of a long distance uh, parent. Okay. You know, whereby, and he said that he was actually intentional in his parenting of his daughter, although the daughter lived in a different um, country with the mother, he was working somewhere else. But he said, what, and, and I thought, you know, uh, uh, this is a really good example, and then I'll, I'll go on and add other things. Um, and he said that, you know, because he knew he was not there, he worked really hard to ensure that, you know, he was present in his daughter's life. And he said some of the things he did was, you know, he would actually um, call the school to find out how the daughter is doing. And um, when it's time to discipline the daughter, the mom will actually ring him, you know, so he would be involved and he will talk to the daughter. And, you know, and um, during the holidays, he will ensure that, you know, the daughter, they spend time together. And any time that they had together, they would go out, they would bond and, and so on. So being absent doesn't mean that, you, you know, you don't have to be involved in that child or children's lives. It's really, again, about that mindset and, and about what I said at the beginning, how badly do you want it? How badly do you want to be involved in your child or children's life? Because if you want it, you know, and you know, you and you are intentional and deliberate about it, then it's going to happen. So, you know, so it's really about being involved in, you know, in, in the child's life, finding out, you know, how is the child doing the education, um, you know, getting, and, and again, th th this man mentioned the fact that um, the school, the teachers knew him you know so again do you even know the teachers in your child's school do you know your child's friends you can be you know and now with you know uh, the you know lockdown pandemic it's taught a lot of the things that we're doing is online so you can facetime uh you know or you know video call your children speak to them ask them about school ask them about their their friends and so on you can still make impact even from a distance Exactly. I've heard of parents actually doing homework with their, you know, with their, yeah. with their children via Zoom, mm. you know. Absolutely. Lessons. I mean, lessons happen via Zoom. So if your mm -hmm. children can learn online via Zoom teams or whatever else, what stops you from connecting with them online? You know, it, it, it's, um, it, you know, it, it's doable. It's, it's really about how badly you, you know, you want these things. Exactly. And putting in the effort. Yes, ab absolutely. You know, it's about, you know, putting in putting in the effort. So distance should not be a reason for you to be, you know, uninvolved in your children's lives. No. That's very, that's very good to know, because uh, most of the teenagers now, they suffer from, you know, having absent fathers mm. and this and that. So this is really nice, you know, to know that, you know, there are ways you can still be involved in your teenager's life you know yes. in your child's life <laughs> no, altogether no, you know absolutely absolutely and, and the thing is that you can still have you know a stable household a stable home uh, even if you're not you know physically present the, mm. the fact, because you know things happen that end up dividing families you know exactly they, you know so it shouldn't be the reason uh, you know, for you not to be involved. In fact, there's a research that was carried out that said that children tend to do best in stable households where they know what to expect and feel, you know, exactly. and, and that their relationships, you know, health and safety and so on are secure. Mm. Instability can actually threaten, you know, someone's sense of security and control over their life. So children, they need to be in stable households. 
Okay, so it's not really about traditional households, but just the stability of the household. Yes. It's because... very crucial. You know, it, 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 it's because, like I said, you, you know, you, you, we shouldn't penalize an absent parent who, you know, who is absent for good reasons. Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just because they are absent, it shouldn't be, you know, they should still be allowed to be involved in their children's lives. Exactly. So it's very important. But when you mention the word allowed, we also have parents who obviously have they may have the sole charge of the the child or the children mm. and they use these children as weapons mm. against their absent parents yes so what do you what, what do, do you I have say? To, yes to i share? mean it's um again without knowing the full story it's really difficult to say but what i yes. would say is that you know if there aren't good reasons for you mm, to, no safety we, issues uh, sorry I said if there are no safety issues, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Then you know you should allow you know you should allow the children to have access to the absent parent. Let the children make their own decision at the end of the day. You know whatever happened between you and your partner should not be the reason for you know you stopping the children having contact with the absent parent. You know, I mean, like I said, I, you know, it all depends on what the circumstances are. But That's if very you know, true. children want to meet the absent parent, allow them. You know, if you believe that the absent parent is no good, uh, but they are safe, you know, you can still trust them. It's just because of whatever may have transpired between you. Allow the child. The child will make up their mind at the end of the day. Mm. That's very, I think it all boils down to being intentional and yes. deliberate and being caring and listening to your child and seeing them as an individual. So you may be upset with your partner or your ex-partner. It doesn't mean your child is still part of mm. your partner, whether you like it or not. So so that's very great. Thank you so much for all the amazing nuggets that you've <laughs> shared. I mean, <laughs> I feel so blessed having you on. Um, just last but not least, um, I know you also run parenting courses, right? Mm, yes, I do. Okay, so if you can just talk a little bit about that for those who would like to join a parenting course. And yeah. as we've discussed, it's not, you know, it's not therapy. It's just obviously having those tools in your toolbox to use when, if and when you need it. Yeah. Um, before I do that, <laughs> I always have something to say. Um, you know, just kind of in ending, I think, you know, um, for parents, uh, carers that are listening to this, you know, um, I think what I'd like to say is that, you know, intention- intentionality requires parents and carers to be patient and to persevere in their parenting journey. My favorite quote is, Rome was not built in a day. You know, be deliberate about not reacting negatively to everything that your children do. And also be mindful that, um some of the behavior by children is age appropriate. Their brains are still underdeveloped and therefore they cannot do the things that, you know, as parents and carers, we um, often magically, you know, expect them to do. You know, it's your role as a parent to guide, teach and support your children. And when there are issues, like I mentioned previously, find out the root of the problem. What's going on with the child? What is the child trying to tell you by their actions? And, you know, 
if you're unable to deal with it, seek help. And don't wait till it's too late to seek help. Find accountability partners, you know, find a community for you to belong to. So now, you know, back to your question about, you know, my parenting courses. Yes, I, you know, I am. Um, I run parent, you know, I run parenting courses every so often, um, and and currently I have uh, a parenting coaching group um, where I, you know, I mentioned at the beginning we delve into all things parenting. So um, we, it's a monthly subscription, and um, we, you know we have topics that we deal with and in fact yesterday I was thinking to myself oh these parents are really challenging me because now <laughs> the topic <laughs> we're dealing with um, I always try to find a positive spin to it it's really about fussy eaters and healthy eating okay. um, and um, you know so um, as I was saying so we you know de- you know we deal with a variety of topics we also deal with um, any issues that any of the parents are uh, are facing so real time issues as well, and we you know deal with self care. I mentioned that um, personal development and so on, and and we have fun. We you know it's a community. We're a family. You know, not we're all learning from one another. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and it, it's really all about being intentional in our parenting journey. We you know we're growing and we're learning, and um, you know the, there's. Um, a quote that comes to mind that says that um ooh, trying to remember again something about uh, you know the beautiful thing about learning is that no one can take it away from you i believe it's bb king that said that and yes it is you know um you need to learn at, at the end of the day we learn to you know to become whatever we want to become in life whatever profession so why should it be different with parenting because i know a lot of people say oh i don't need to learn parents i don't i, I don't need coaching or i don't need you know i i already know what i'm doing and i say no we only even me as a parent i'm still learning i'm still you know it's all part of that personal growth mm, yeah. i think some people feel like parenting is should be innate like should we just be something we were born with, you know? No, no, it can't be. Times have changed. We are in the twenty-first century, and the children that are being parented now are different from previously. You know the Very way true. We, the, the way we, you know, the way we parent now it has to be different. You've got to be intentional. You have to be conscious and and deliberate. Otherwise, you're gonna, you know, basically get it wrong, so to speak. Mm, that's very true so we just have to keep <laughs> keep learning and keep being intentional just yes. uh, that's very perfect thank you so much You're uh, for taking the time to share all of this with us you know it's been amazing to have you on thank you thank you for having me it's been an honor <laughs>